welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, we had to call in... Another big gun, baby. Another big, the big gun. Another big guns of the podcasting world. You may know him from his Aqua Teen Hunger Force podcast, Dancing is Forbidden. <laughs> Great name. And and he's also been a longtime commenter on uh on on the Roach Coach socials. Get to the boards. Get to the boards, everybody. Is Roach Coach a Christian podcast? It might be. It might be. It's Ronnie Neely. Yeah. How's it going? I, I am Ronnie Neely, but you may as well call me Charlie. I feel like I'm in the chocolate factory seeing how the chocolate is made with you guys uh, doing this beautiful intro here right before my eyes. I have to admit that I don't think about that because we do it all the time. But if I went on, you know, and and saw it happen live, I would be like, it is happening. <laughs> and it's like, it's They're not real like, people. <laughs> but it is one of those things where it's like, I've been hearing this thing happen for five years. And... <laughs> Here it is happening in front of my eyes. But yes, thank you guys for having me. Uh, in the Static X album Machine, uh, Trip thanks Koichi for not being there. So I also want to thank Jenny for not being here because <laughs> because of that, I get to be here. Uh, hopefully I can uh, live up to her, her uh, status that she has left. But yeah, very excited to be here. I do a podcast on Aqua Teen Hunger Force called Dancing is Forbidden. And it's kind of my backdoor music podcast. I actually emailed Lauren back in 2019 asking for like legal advice on playing music in a podcast because you guys inspired me to start my own. I wanted to start my own music podcast ranking discographies. And uh, I realized that was way too much work. So after three episodes, I bailed, started talking about the Aqua Teens instead. So, uh, but on my Aqua Teen podcast, right now I'm, I'm in the year 2004. And I always talk about the pop culture of when the episode came out. So I talk a lot about music, like the top album of the time, the top uh, single, and the top alternative single. So there's a lot of crossover here. And I've definitely shouted you guys out, for example, when uh, Stanger was the top album uh, back in 2003, so a little bit of crossover there between Aqua Teen and New Metal. Wow, wow. Stanger, Stanger, Jeez oh boy. Well, Ronnie, we had to have you on because it was time to talk about the the final. Well, I guess it was for a time the final mm. Static X record, Cult of Static. You're a Static head. Yes. If I'm correct. All right. Mm -hmm. So you're, which I believe is what we call Static X fans. Yes, that's what we uh, go by. Yeah, not Xs. Not no, Xs. Not anymore. No. Not anymore. There was a, a copyright issue. That's right. And so, yeah, we are talking about Static X, Cult of Static. Ronnie, do you happen to know when this album came out? Yes, I do. This album actually came out March 17th, 2009. So yesterday, as of this recording, would have been wow. its anniversary. Wow. Birthday, I guess. And that also does put it squarely in the come down. Sure does. Sure yes. does. Ronnie, we'll start with you. History with Cult of Static. Is it okay if I go into my Static X history? Let's do general? it, man. Please. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it all. Please. Because do it's, it. it's, a, it's a large... Uh, epic tale some say more ambitious than interstellar but i'll, I'll leave out <laughs> all the details so that when they do make the film hopefully starring matthew mcconaughey uh you guys uh won't know everything in it so it's a, it's a decade spanning tale wow. i grew up uh on static x in like 2003 2004 my cousin she's a bit older than me uh katie 
she introduced me not only to Static X, but also some some artists you may be familiar with, like uh, the Kings of the Seven Strings Corn. I don't know if you know who they are. They have a song. You won't believe it, but it, it goes, na 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 na. Oh, yeah, I think mm. I've heard that one. It's you, a classic. Yeah, yeah, you might have heard that one. Uh, for example, uh, some redneck fuckers from Jacksonville, Limp Biscuit. She yeah. in- introduced me to them. Familiar, familiar. Mm-hmm. Familiar. Linkin Park, the boys with the anime album cover. Uh, mm-hmm. All sorts of stuff she introduced me. But for me, Static X was really like the Shadow Zone album. I remember watching those music videos for like The Only and So. And as a little boy seeing Wayne static and being like, wow, that's what I'm going to look like when I'm that age. I'm going to have the spiky hair. I'm going to wear, you know, the whole outfit. That's incredible. Um, so for me, yeah, Static X was the, the clean singing. I eventually did get Start a War when that came out. So that was to me what Static X was. Kind of fell off of them for a while, uh, about a decade really, until 2014. And that goes for all new metal, really. I don't listen to a ton anymore, mm-hmm. well, besides your podcast, of course. Uh, and then in 2014, uh, one of their songs came on my playlist and I'm like, Oh, I should look into them because I know they have other albums that I never listened to. I'll check them out. And I was just like, I, I put on Wisconsin Death Trip. I'm like, where the fuck has this been my entire, like, how am I just hearing this now? I, I fell in love instantly with Wisconsin Death Trip. Machine I liked a lot. Cannibal I liked a lot. But this record, I put it on after a couple songs. I'm like, okay, let's go listen to Wisconsin Death Trip again. Like, it, it, this album, honestly, I, I grew a relationship with all their other albums except for this one. And uh, really until this podcast, until diving back into it. So I'm excited. I'll leave it there. We'll get more into specifics once we jump into it. Right on. Right on. Matt, I'm assuming no history with Cult of Static? Nope. Uh, Static X history is pretty much cemented into this this show's DNA at this point. Because the first time I heard uh, Wisconsin Death Trip was on this show. Even though I'd heard Push It. Because that did make it into the industrial circuits. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, this one I don't know. And I can't wait to talk about this co- album cover. So Lauren, yeah, um, you know Cult what? Cult of Static. Cult of Static, this was a record. Um, when I'm looking at March 17th, 2009, where I was at the time, like I was unemployed. I was just hanging out and listening to... Honestly, Friendly Fires and The Dream. I think that's all I was listening to at the time. <laughs> the Dream. <clears throat> the Dream. And uh, and so I did recognize this album cover, and I feel like I was vaguely aware of this, but in the sort of like, Static X, still doing it. All right. So this album, that was their sixth studio record. It was, it looks here like the last one released before they initially broke up. Um, and obviously the last one released uh, while Wayne Static was still alive. Producer on this record, Wayne and John Travis, who also produced the previous record, Cannibal. This was their highest charting album since Machine, uh, debuted at number 16 on the Billboard 200 and sold 19,000 copies in its first week. And according to this, according to the Wikipedia, the album received mostly positive reviews from music critics. Now, I do have a vague, cloudy memory of a middling Rolling Stone review, but it does not appear to have made it to the review scores here on Wikipedia. Most of the reviews on here are pretty positive. About.com, uh, Matt, one of your favorite websites, I believe. Oh, I love it. Top uh, 50, at least. At least. They gave it four out of five. Um, IGN, seven out of 10. 411 Mania, seven out of 10. Revolver, three and a half. Rock Sound, seven out of 10. Alternative Press, hedge their bets, three out of five. All music 
two and a half out of five. Three out of five, the safest review a man can make. <laughs> That's right. Um, sea of Tranquility, we will get to this review, five out of five. And USA Today, known new metal aficionados, uh, gave this record one and a half out of four. One and a half out of four. One and a half out of four, Matt. That is a hot. damning. That is that is not the nicest that you can. I mean, be. for for a new metal album or potentially album, though, that's probably a pretty good score from USA Today. So uh, I I found it. Uh, this was the reviewer for this was Jerry Shriver. Oh, Shrive and the all Shrive the Scribe is that's, what they call him. That's right. And so the way this is set up is that they give the review a little sub subtitle in this case drill baby drill hmm. and then they have us they give you songs to download and songs to skip and then they give you this review ideally they'll play this 24 7 in bernie madoff's cell for the next 150 years occasionally a, co- a competent metallic guitar solo bores its way through the unrel uh through the unrelenting jackhammer rhythms and constipated drill sergeant barking, but not often enough. The group's cultists may hear it differently, though, as they cringe and await the apocalypse. And uh, they say to download the songs Z28 and Terminal, and to skip the songs Isolator, Terrified, UMI, and Nocturnally. Wow. Mm. Uh, Yeah. So um, skips. Yeah. Can I can I cut in here? What about the other songs that you're not either you don't download them or you skip them? What about the other ones they didn't list? <laughs> they just I guess you just nod along. Just like sure. <laughs> just like yeah, you you download, download these it, ones stream it. and you skip these other ones and then the rest of them you just sort of I guess you know what? You make eye contact. <laughs> you, you acknowledge get, you, you acknowledge? You said you are songs on this album. You are a song. High pure, you are on this album. I acknowledge you. But I'm not downloading you or skipping you. Lunatic? Good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> you are seen. You are. You will be heard. Maybe? I don't know. I'm not downloading you, but I'm not I'm skipping you. I'm def- hopefully, in about five years, six years' time, there'll be something I can do to get to you faster. <laughs> uh, uh, I lo- You know what? USA Today, they were just like, this is this is our system. This is how it works. And there was like one guy in the mailroom who's like, "So if I'm not downloading the other songs or skipping them," and they're like, "This is why you're in the mailroom." <laughs> I will say the um, the pick of the week was the soothing sounds of Celtic Woman's Mo Gill Mir. So that was their pick of the week. That and, tells you everything you need to know about yeah. the USA Today music mm-hmm. column. Um, yeah, they uh, they also reviewed the album by Ida Maria, Fortress Around My Heart, which they gave three stars. They also reviewed Razor Lights, Slip Away, Slip Away Fires, which they gave two and a half stars with the headline, Needs Sharpening. Wow. That's a got em. That's a got em. Razor Light, you're never coming back from that. <laughs> never. Oh, man. Yes, yeah, so... Uh, I have a physical copy of this CD here, Cult of Static. I picked it up from FYE, brand new, but the jewel case was a little beat up, so it cost me a sweet $5. Hmm. Is that a recent purchase? I would say I probably purchased this in the last six years. Okay, um, so they're, go- they're going for a bit more now, so that's a really good price. So I have a feeling that I might have just gotten in at... There are some FYEs in Michigan that aren't there anymore. 
that, that just suddenly disappeared. And then there are some that somehow persist. But there was one, Matt, I think you know the one that used to be on Woodward? Yes. Yes. And I used to go in there all the time, and I'd be the only person there. And I was like, how are you guys in business? You know. And then I'd look at the guy behind the counter, and I was like, is this your only gig? Like, how are you putting food on your family with this <laughs> right. whole FYE experience? And then, um, and then I hadn't been home in a while, and I was driving down, and I was like, you know what? I got some time to kill me. I'm popping the old FYE. I could not because it wasn't there anymore. Right, it was gone. <laughs> but I mean, it had a tremendous amount of floor space dedicated to CDs. So I guess I get it. Um, <laughs> I get why it's not there anymore. Yeah, because I dug this out. I, I was like, I knew I had it, and it was still in the plastic when I pulled it out. And yeah, and I five dollars. I was like, I got this for five dollars. Wow. But they would have surprises like that at FYE. Mm. Um, I mean, they, I don't know what it's like anymore. I believe there's still one in Oakland Mall, and I have a feeling all of Saginaw those. Saginaw had them for a while, too. Mm. Uh, there's a mall in Saginaw, Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, where Limp Bizkit last played in this great state of ours. Mm-hmm. And they they have a... I think Fred just needs to be near an FYE. <laughs> that might be it. That might be He's it. He's like, oh, I need a Funko Pop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're like, you CD. Funko Pop, some old Coors DVD from 1998. You know, just <laughs> the key shit. The key shit. You're going to get it at old FYE. Um, <laughs> a used copy of Van Wilder, The Rise of Raj? Yeah, maybe. You know what? Hey, do you need to get a B- Cowboy Bebop poster for your room? <laughs> they got you covered. They got you covered. So, yeah. So, this CD here, this album cover. Oh, buddy. We've got Wayne Static, back of Wayne Static. His hair's on fire. His hands are up in the air. He's in front of this crowd of people that I believe are supposed to be the cult of Static X fans. But it's the same guy, just digitally duplicated, I don't know, a hundred times, a thousand times. I'm a little surprised that it's, I believe, unless that's supposed to be, is that Wayne? Is that like middle? You know what? Yep. Okay, so the cult of Static is also Wayne Static. It's a little mini Wayne. His wife Tara is also on some of those faces. Oh, yep, I can see that. Yep, and then inside the liner notes, you do have all the lyrics. All the members of the band are shown. Ronnie, who's in uh, who's in Static X on this album? It is the same lineup we had back in Cannibal. We have Wayne Static on lead vocals, rhythm, guitar, and production. Koichi Fukuda on lead guitars, keyboards, and programming. Tony Campos on bass and backing vocals, and then Nick Oshiro on drums, although Nick left after the album was done. He did not tour on this. That is correct, yeah, because um, yeah, when we get to the video, he is certainly not in the video. We also have a photo of Wayne's wife, Tara Ray, uh, or is it, no, Tara, is it Tara? Or Terra Static? Yeah, Terra, Terra, Terra Ray, Ray, yeah. Yeah, and so she is uh, painted up with the Static X logo here on her belly along with what looks to be I, I guess painted on sort of like what are these like holes or spikes spikes i, could, I, I think it's spikes it i think it's painted on spikes and she's wearing a hood i mean so you have the whole i guess you know the cult vibe you've got that now mm. interestingly enough there is a quote from wayne on the if i can find it here when asked about there was a quote that he gave in regards to this album's title. Like he was mm-hmm. trying to like it, talk want, it down. It was basically supposed to mean like it's the fans. This record is for the fans. They are the cult of static. It's not a religious thing. It's just, you know, the fans who have always supported us. But then 
to go and put his and his wife wife's face on all these people is a little interesting yeah well it's also very funny that like he felt like like the moment i saw like cult of static i was like oh this is about the fans like that was my thought process he's talking about the fandom you've stuck with us all these years but it's funny that he felt he had to like verbalize these like i'm not talking about real cults all right it's not a religion it's not, it's not a, religion. a religion listen do not worship me all right <laughs> Do not get invested in that. I mean, he probably could have tried to make a case that the band was a religion just so they could get like a tax-free status. Uh, I think he could have went for that, but he did not. I got to believe there's as many people who are Static X fans as there are people that support Scientology. So why not? (laughs) It's a lot cheaper to be a Static X fan. That's true. It is. is. (laughs) $5. F-Y-E, everybody. Uh, Okay. So, um... Maybe Wayne was just really sensitive to Heaven's Gate, and he was like, "Hey, mm, man, it's true." So yeah, so this was the the final, yeah, you know, the final one before the initial um, breakup. From what you can read online, people like the the vibes in the band were not great when they made this one. Um, it sounded to me like uh, like a lot of just uh, dealing with Wayne's substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Oshiro was basically sober, and so that was an issue. And Tony Campos was uh, said that basically it was a toxic environment at that time. Mm-hmm. And he uh, basically everybody sort of went their own separate ways. Wayne uh, went to his side project, which was titled Pig Hammer. That eventually just became, I believe, he just when he did release that record, it was as Wayne Static, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tony went and joined Soulfly later on. Wayne t- tried to reform Static X, but with none of the original members, and the original members were basically like, "You can't do that," and it sounded just like a lot of yeah, just a lot of bad, weird things going on up until Wayne passed away. Yeah, so this record has like a weird. I would say honestly, I, I mean, I, I haven't dived into the Wayne solo record, but this one definitely just diving into stuff. It has like a weird sort of cloud over it in regards to just its making, its mm-hmm. and like the rollout for it, because it sounds to me like once the 2009 tour was done they were done that yeah that was really it and and from what i've read wayne basically said that he kind of wrote this one all by himself like tony helped on a few songs but otherwise it was because at this point they had their own studio i guess like in wayne's house Mm. or something so he wrote most of it i think himself as well and we'll kind of see that in in the the song topics too in the song titles yeah absolutely yeah, and I, I know we've talked about a couple of these reviews. I wanted to talk briefly about this review at seaoftranquility.org. Um, okay. This um, this reviewer's name is Scott Ward. He gave this album five out of five stars. This is what he had to say. With their sixth release, Static Axe is determined to prove to the world that they are a force to be reckoned with. Not only is this the best release by the band, it's sure to be on the list when it comes time to compile the greatest offerings of 2009 never a band to sit still or rest on their laurels static x gives you a mega blast of the music that they do so well they're hard to categorize but the industrial beat that is their mainstay still permeates static a cult of static even though there is a subtle shift in their approach this time with pounding rhythm the boys turn up the six string attack and give you a much more dynamic sound than their last offering the stripped down cannibal The point is made early on when the first track, Lunatic, threatens to tear the flesh from the body with its brutality. That's 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 an aggressive sentence right there. Matt, have you ever heard a song and said, this is pulling the flesh from my body? Oh, you know, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, my friend, never, never not once. My friend, you know, you, mm-hmm. I mean, I've always enjoyed that Memorex commercial where the guy sits in the chair and like the speakers make his chair fly back and his wind is whipping him. But no, no, I've never been like I'm being flayed by this music. So I read this review and I was like, this guy's really going for it with this. So then after after <laughs> I did on one, he's on one. And I appreciate it when somebody's on one. Uh, so I did. I was doing all my notes for the show. I'm watching the music videos. I st- decide I'm going to go back, watch some old Static X music videos. When you go back to, I'm pretty sure, the Push It video, which introduced the little X guy, mm-hmm. um, stop motion animation, he's originally a dude who then gets in a machine that spins him around so much that it rips all his flesh off oh. to reveal that he's the X guy. What? So then I went back and I'm like, that's what this guy's talking about. Holy this guy's shit. you know who this guy's talking to? He's not talking to us. He's talking to the cult of static. The cult of static. He's getting the deep cuts in. Those hardcore hardcore static X fans read that review and they were like He gets us. They were like, Scott? Scott Ward? <laughs> See tranquility.org? My he's people. a real one. We'll dive more into this review because he's got a lot to say. Um, but we gotta get I think we gotta get into these songs. Well, before we jump in, yeah. c- can I say what the overall, uh, my impression of the temperament of this album is amongst the cu- the cult of static? Sure. Is that typically this is the one I see on the bottom of the rankings lists. Ooh. Mm. So it's interesting that, you know, the, the album placed well, it got good reviews, but uh, I guess we'll see going into it. Okay. Interesting. All right. Okay. Uh, I, I really I really wish that someone had sent Scott Ward's review to Shriver over at USA Today and was just like, by the way, this is what this is what the hardcore is saying about this new Static X record. <laughs> All right, well, let's kick it off then. Track number one, Lunatic. We'll start with you. How are you feeling about Lunatic? In my notes, I wrote incredibly straightforward and kind of boring, which uh, I think kind of sets the tone for a lot of this record. Basically, um, they would open their sets around this time with this song, and I get it. Like Live, it seems like a good song. It's very bombastic. Uh, but for me, it's just like not particularly – there's not a ton to grab onto for that one, I think. Like when I try and remember it, I can't recall exactly what it sounds like. But – uh, there's also a Dave Mustaine solo from uh, Megadeth, of course, that comes in at some point. He's like a guest soloist. And I don't think that solo fits the song at all. It sounds like it comes completely out of nowhere. I got to hear and this. Matt, you know where it is? Oh, yeah, baby. Um, I wrote So this album, I want to say, 
they're like guitar solos. That's what we do now. We're mm. guitar soloing it up. So this Dave Mustaine solo is at 150. All right. Here, here, here it is. Talk to We're all making faces. <laughs> Why? Why is this in? Um, so actually, this song debuted in 2008. It was included on the Punisher Warzone soundtrack mm. that came out the year previous. And that version I actually like more than the album cut. The electronic elements are a little bit louder. And also, there's no Dave Mustaine solo in that version. They have like a, a kind of like whispering in its place, and I think it kind of fits the song better. Um, and also, there's another solo in that song after the Dave Mustaine solo, so it's like, why do we need two solos here? Uh, so yeah, this one, um, I, I think uh, Wayne's vocals are cool with the way that he comes in like very aggressively. The drum beat is cool, but uh, the guitar riff is just da na 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 da na na na. That's just kind of it. So uh, not really for me, but. I think, too, with the the production on this record, too, is something we can get into later, and you hear it right off the bat here. So, yeah, I noticed off the bat that it seemed uh, a little too, for lack of a better word, like, quiet, chill. Like, there isn't a lot of, like, thickness to this sound. And I was like, is this a John Travis problem? But I went back and re-listened to a little bit of Cannibal, and I'm like, no, Cannibal's got the heat. There was some stuff on Cannibal, so I don't, I don't really know what's going on here. And then when you have that guitar solo come in, then you realize this guitar solo is in every single song. Then you realize that all of the bonus tracks on the special editions are a White Snake cover, a Motley Crue cover, and a Poison cover. I was like, oh, this guy was on a was on like a an 80s glam metal kick that he was feeling he was feeling his roots feeling going back to his childhood on that way which is you know amber bolts switch things up but i really did get hit by just like you want we always sit there and we're like we don't want a band to just do the same thing over and over again but then sometimes you're like are you a band that can do that can get away with just making the same thing and we don't really need you to innovate we can just you can just keep making a variation on a record and with 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 these guys i'm mean, like every time it feels like they try to like you know remake the wheel that is static x you know mm -hmm. we get a shadow zone or we get a something like this and every time they start to lean back into the wisconsin death trip machine stuff it's like oh no, this i like this this is what you do this is what mm -hmm. you do and then even thinking of this as like an intro track i mean comparing this to something like get to the gone or push it I mean, forget it. Get to the yeah. gone wipes the floor with this song. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and just the, the guitar solos just really, yeah, they just took me out. I wrote in my notes, why are we doing this? And also there's a uh, there's a yelling audience sample or like a crowd cheering sample that's in the chorus. And I didn't even notice it the first two times I listened. I didn't even notice it until I did like a headphone notes list. And then I was like, oh, there's a sample in here. But it was just so lost in the mix in like my car and on my stereo that just... I was wasn't even aware of it, which is weird because it feels like it should be like a do do hey, you know, like big, like in like a Marilyn Manson, you know, Antichrist era type song. Matt, how you feeling about this one? You know, um, if you would have told me mm -hmm. that this came out in 1994, 
Mm. I'd have been like, fuck, yes, it did. This is awesome. This is NWO. This is Drug Against War. What, 2009? 2000, 2009? 2009, man. Mm-hmm. You know, NWO at Drug Against War happened, right? <laughs> <laughs> um. And, and, and that's kind of the the thing. Also, great misunderstood misunderstood lyrics on my end. Uh, and so the song itself, very sad lyrics. Trip myself up. I stand alone. Take myself out. I cut my I I, I cut the throat. And I heard, take my cell phone. <laughs> I stand alone. Take my cell phone. Listen, it's a song about going to see, uh, you know, going to see a Jack White concert. So you have to give them your cell phone. It's going to go in a little pouch until after the show is over. That's what it's about. He's listen, gonna... let's just have this communal experience. Please. Listen, put your phones away, everybody. Just put your eyes on the stage. Jack's going to rock. How many times it. are you rewatching that shitty iPhone footage? How often? Listen, Matt. There's nothing. I'll tell you, I'm on YouTube watching your shitty iPhone footage. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Keep uploading it. Uh, you know what? Nothing, nothing. Never stop. You know, nothing your friends love more is when after you go to a show and you're like, you've got to see this blown out audio I've got on my oh, phone. It's inde- oh. indecipherable from listen, what happened. Listen, I know it's a little out of focus and just a lot of bobbing and weaving, but this is the way, man. This is the way to see it. So, yeah, weird start. I uh, went over to our website, though, songmeanings.com, and some interesting comments. Extreme with an extra E, said, this is a fucking kick-ass song. Okay. All right. The Drap Apocalypse said, this is quite self-explanatory. It's about a lunatic going on a destructive rampage. Okay. That checks out. And then Cbuzz.vzs said, so this was made for Punisher Warzone, so I think the song is describing Frank Castle, especially the part in the chorus, take myself out, time to reload. So basically it's describing how Frank feels in his head. Um, I would say this is not what Frank feels like in his head. I have read a lot of Punisher. <laughs> you are I'm, a Punisher head. I'm a Punisher head. I am a Punisher head. I'm not going to put a Punisher decal on my car. I'm not that kind of Punisher head. <laughs> well, um, you do shop at Rock of Ages. I do. I, mean. uh, I, I do. <laughs> That's a got him. Right above your Blue Lives Matter sticker uh, there. Listen, you know what? I I mean, I love to get in there and I'm like, listen, can I get a Let's Go Brandon hat? And can I put it on a Trump standee? I mean, do you got that? Only the Trump standee with the the Stallone muscles, though. Okay? Mm. That's what I need. Also, I Mm. I need an El Nino Nino CD. You guys got that? Oh, (laughs) I need all of these things. All right. Well, here's all the El Nino CDs because we've got them all. (laughs) Here they all are. They're all sixteen ninety nine. Fair enough. Understand. I miss Harmony House too, and uh, yeah, just 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 load me up with that. It'll be great. So, yeah, as as a Punisher head though, um, I will say that you know Frank is on a mission, baby. He's not going through any sort of. I mean, that's the inherent problem with any of the movies. And I love Punisher Warzone. I think it's the best one. But even then, they they're they're always like, listen, can we put like a little like doubt in this guy? Can we have this guy like have like a bit of a crisis of faith? Nope. And I was like, nope. That's not what Frank Castle does. Okay, <laughs> that's not what that man does. He is just a one man murder machine. He's killing criminals. Okay. And he's he does not like he'll make mistakes, but he doesn't make mistakes of like like in that movie he like kills like an undercover guy by accident, and he feels like really bad about it, 
and if they did that in the comic, he'd be like, "Hey, man, yeah, price of doing business." Like he would. I, mean, I really think he like make omelet, break eggs, break eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's like some parts in it where he's just like, he's like, "I'm, I'm so mad about this stuff." I'm like, I don't, I, I don't think he'd be that mad. I don't think he'd be that mad. But I mean, for the most part, though, that movie does get it. I mean, there's a scene. I mean, if you have not seen Punisher Warzone, listener. And you love action movies. My you love listener. violence. This is the movie for you. There is a scene where he punches a guy who's doing cocaine so hard in the head that the guy's head caves in. One punch, and the guy's whole head's just poosh, just smushed. There's an amazing scene with a rocket launcher and some guys doing parkour, top tier. And just to show my like, you know, Punisher head bona fides. Did I see this movie opening weekend in a near-empty theater with just me, my buddy McCarty, and a guy who brought his son who was way too young for it? Yes. Yes, I did. And uh, I'd do it again. And I'd do it again. Hey, man, there's a new Steelbook Blu-ray, Best Buy exclusive I've been hearing about. I'm going to pick that shit up. I'm going to pick it up. Well, Lauren, you might notice, from what I understand, this song was not actually in the film, though. It was just on the soundtrack. Yeah, the that yeah. The movie only has two memorable needle drops for me. There's a psychosocial needle drop, Slipknot, that's played, I think, when a bunch of gangs get together to, to take on the Punisher. And there's also a sequence where um this cannibal character is throwing like like just breaking stuff, like breaking mirrors or something like that. And um and that's set to Genesis by Justice. So those are the only two like needle drops that I distinctly recall in the movie. Listen, the soundtrack to that film, guns. <laughs> that's that's the soundtrack to that film. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's uh, so that's lunatic. I hate to say it, all of our skin still in our bodies. Very much so. <laughs> Just putting it out there. So far. So far. So far. So far, uh, so good. So far, so good. Not flayed. All, all right. right. <laughs> Next up is a song that USA Today said you got to download this shit. It's Z28. <laughs> Whatever USA says, <laughs> I do. <laughs> that evil disco bounce here not mad at that but i'm also just sort of like what are we i don't know there's you can write songs about anything you want but it is interesting to see this band go from you know love dump to song about my car (laughs) i got a quick one i got it but you know what at the same time though there's there's sometimes you get a car and it's like you just got to write about it. Mm-hmm. And this is a long lineage. Like this is Wayne looking back to the Beach Boys and saying those guys get it. Those guys get it. Those guys get it. And Souped I got I, V8. 
I got to do it. So I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about my vehicle. Um, my best girl with me. Yeah, absolutely. And then surfing li- safari. Listen, this is the one comment I pulled from songmeanings.com. It's from DZ302SBC who said, "Yep." Can't beat the feel or sound of a 9,000 plus RPM Chevy 302 small block. And I was like, dude, I'm going to take your word for it on that, man. <laughs> well, I saw that comment as well. And I, and his name is literally the car that he is describing, all those numbers and, and letters. Um, and I checked his comment history. And I think that was one of two comments that he ever made was getting on songmeanings.com, going on this Static X song and writing that comment. That's a true... I think that listen, that guy, that guy's not a not a static egg. He's a he's a gearhead, straight up yeah. gearhead. Yeah, grease that, monkey, grease straight up. That guy typed that out and like literally had like a bandana. He kept having to wipe on the keyboard to get all the grease off of it because he's like, I'm about to I'm about to hop on my back and slide under another one, and get to work. Got a quick question for you here. So I'm yeah. this whole time, mm-hmm. I've got this album cover right in front of me, mm-hmm. and I'm. Number one, I'm surprised that Wayne Static didn't have bicep tattoos. I know that he had two forearm tattoos, but it's kind of hard for me to see. But does Wayne Static have a tramp stamp? Does does he? Or is it just the lights there? I think it might be the lights, Matt. Um, I don't believe that he does. Okay, I don't. Believe I hope he does. does. But he, right. he's he got might... great lats, by the way. This incredible guy, yeah, lats. He looks great. Incredible he's been, lats. He's been doing the lat pull down. Yeah. Very effectively. Great. Last- I should mention uh, in the in the album art, like if you go in the booklet, it, it all the guys you can see their kind of their heads up, but it looks like none of them are wearing shirts either. When they show all the band members, they all seem to be shirtless, but you don't quite see as much as you see of Wayne here. Yeah, but then on the back cover, everybody is totally clothed, and in a way that makes me think that it was actually pretty cold when they did these back photos. I mean, Tony's got the hood all the way up. Hood up, zipped all the way up. So when you're that fully zipped, Tony's like, I'm a little chilly. I'm a little chilly right now. But I still want to look a little menacing. But honestly, this is honestly a pretty good band photo. Like, they look good. They look cool. I agree. And I think it was a smart decision. Sometimes they do these band photos, and they're like, hey, can everybody just hold their instrument? And it's like, no, 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 no. Get that shit out of here. (laughs) Just let the band stand cool in this sort of desert rocky area where it looks like it probably was about 48 degrees. Yeah, it looks cold. <laughs> you know, looks a little chilly. You know, right after this, everyone's just like, hats on, everybody. Mm-hmm. Wayne's got his big spiky hat that he puts over his head. <laughs> so. Hats on, hats off. Hats yeah. on? Hats I don't want to be the only one out there with a hat on. Oh, man. The, the, the decisions that go on. I mean, there's, there's guys in bands right now listening to this going, you don't even fucking know no the fucking debates. Know. That was the biggest <laughs> fight we ever got into. Oh, my God. Hats, no hats. I don't want to relive that PTSD over here. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, hats, no yeah. hats. Um, with this one, there's another guitar solo. Matt, I feel like you should go to it and tell me what the vibe you get. It's at 140. Okay, let's see. So... I'm I'm going to start a little bit earlier and okay. let's see. All right. 
all right, what are they doing? <laughs> Matt, we all we all started to do. We got it. You got to do the meadly, 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 meadly hand I no, no, Matt. No, is there, no. Is there anyone that you're thinking of though? Is there is that in it, bringing anyone to mind for you? Did Billy Gibbons get on this? Who? <laughs> okay, that's that's nicer <laughs> than I was going. I got the Red Rocker himself, Sammy Hagar. Oh, I can try fifty five. That's like I was like. He's like my Z twenty eight is my I can't drive fifty five. That's what I got. Okay, okay. And it's funny because then going back to the album title is like cult ecstatic. This cult, our fandom. We've got them all here. I'm in front of them. Hello, listen to the things I have to say. My car is sick. <laughs> you guys bought me this car. Thanks. Yeah, th- thank you. By the way, um, that's just like I don't know. This is very funny to me that like when following his muse, he was just like. This is what I'm feeling right now. What I'm feeling right now is is this. Um, this is one of the three songs he wrote with Tony on the album. Um, okay. Yeah, he also co-wrote Lunatic with Tony. And there's one other song later on that he also co-wrote with Tony. Do we have anything else to say about Z28? Uh, this was the second single for this record. I don't remember if you said that or not. I did not. No. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, my notes, I just put, where are the electronics at, though? Like, it just feels, it just sounds so empty, kind of. And and the production on this album, I think, was very much an intentional choice that they were going for that stripped-down sound, but I don't think that that really complements their sound very well. Uh, and there are tracks later in the record that do have electronics that do kind of uh, make the sound more full. But when they don't have electronics here because of this kind of interesting guitar tone that they went with, uh, it just kind of, to me, just comes off as kind of flat for a band that typically has very, very good production. I can agree with that. Absolutely. All right. Track three, we've got Terminal. So this one for me felt more like the Static X of old. This felt like a Bled for Days type of vibe, a little more eerie, a little more moody, some grinding going on in those verses that feels like a little bit, like a little bit hitting, uh, aggressiveness that I like. Um, so I was fine with this one. I don't know if I'd say download it, but uh, you know, it's uh, this one was uh, not bad. Uh, I wrote, I'm good with this one, and it does have. Uh, another guitar solo, though, because of course it does. And it does have lyrics about smashing the noise box, kill the terminal, quintessential Static X type of lyrics. Mm. You know, I'm sure he turned those ones in and Tony was like, we haven't said this before. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Ronnie, how'd you feel about this one? Uh, I agree with you. I actually like this one. I think that this one kind of does something new for Static X. I like the chorus is just kind of like this this guitar arpe- arpeggiation. And then the uh, distorted bass is kind of just doom, do do like hitting. I think it, it's a cool atmosphere. I, I don't have any real problems with this one. Uh, there is some sort of talking sample going on in the right channel during the verses. And I would be listening to this one at work and think that somebody's talking to me. I'd keep kind of like looking over and be like, oh, is someone coming up? No one was ever there. It was always Static X. It was always Wayne was, Static. We've been there the whole ear. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, how'd you feel about this one? Um, well, the riff gives me hardcore Hell's Bells vibes. Um, and that was really distracting for me. Um, you know, listening to it. Is it what I want from Static X? I That's the part I don't know. Because I guess I want Wisconsin Death Trip. But when they do that, it's not Wisconsin Death Trip. So they, this does feel like the other direction that they could have gone harder in. But I don't know if I like that direction for me personally. And that's okay. But also Hell's Bells. Hell's Bells, guys. <laughs> so, Matt, going back to the review at cotranquility.org, uh, the reviewer says, um, he says, you might feel the difference even more when the intro to the song Terminal makes you think of the ACDC song Hell's Bells. Ah, I did it. There you go. The eerie guitar gives this one a very dark and moody feel, unlike anything they have ever done before. Okay. There's just a couple lines left. Let's just finish this out. This is not to say that the band has drifted too far from the sound that makes them so unique. Songs like Hypure, Stingray, and Isolator will guarantee that there are still plenty of bruised and battered bodies emerging from the mosh pit. I would call this disc a more grown-up static X. There is a maturity to it that makes it an absolute must-have. The diversification and fiery metal music that they have offered up will have you coming back for more and more five stars wow wow sounds like he's in the cult of static this guy is definitely in he's in there and he's like you know what even if wayne doesn't have one i'm getting i'm getting the tramp stamp i'm getting it all right i don't think was there i don't think i had any song meanings comments for that one all right next up hype here
Matt, how are you feeling about hype here? Interesting. Um, does the band sound a little bored? <laughs> that rising note line into the chorus is mm-hmm. so swagless. There's no other word to use. <laughs> yeah, they're, like they're, even Wayne's voice is like, this is what I have to do. <laughs> this is how I put food on my family. <laughs> Which, hats off. Hats off. I got it. You got get it. it. You get it. But, like, what? Why? Sorry, my daughter just ran down the stairs and I'm trying to figure out why. <laughs> Hyper's on. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. why. Yeah. Hey, check this out. She's like, wait a minute. Are they just, are they just doing just the notes one of the other? It's funny is that I listened to like two other albums that had a similar move of just sort of doing this cascading, just like one note up, up, up move. And I think it was like a, oh, I was listening to a Death From Above album, but they were doing it in this way that the guy was putting a little bendy on it. He was just like making it like cool. And right. this feels more like Static X Inc. needs an album done. I'm making the song high pure and I don't need to do anything more than just do 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 Hi, pure. Like, you know, it's like taking the elevator all the way to the top floor and you get off and it's like, oh, the rooms up here are the same as they are on the bottom floor. Like, what did we, why did I stand on this elevator? There's no difference here. Same thread count. Um, same thread count. Yeah, you know, I'm always checking that thread count, baby. You gotta check. You gotta, you gotta check. check. You gonna sleep on that? You gonna sleep on that? You listen, better check that thread count. Listen, if you're, if you're checking in a hotel and you're not checking that thread count, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to help you. I don't know how to help you at all, you know. Um, I say that as the guy who decided to book through hotwire.com the last time I was in town and paid for it. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wrote my notes. My, I wrote in my notes. This chorus is nothing. Give me something. Um, Ooh. Yeah. There's another guitar solo. I did not write down what it is, but this one's a little wankier, but I didn't write down when that was. Ronnie. I feel like we're really, uh, you know, avoiding the elephant in the room, which is the lyrics on this song, first of all. Mm. Uh, this song is about lubricant. Uh, with lyrics like the the beginning is high pure, extra long for gliding and sliding, skin compatibility, long lasting, pure original formula. I could go on, but you get the idea here. Uh, I I as I understand it, I read somewhere that I guess Tara kind of dared Wayne to write a song about lube. As for the music on this one, I I mean I kind of got Stockholm syndrome listening to this album so many times. I I mm. Christgau challenged this thing. I, uh, I mean, name a challenge I didn't do. I, I, I presidential fitness challenge this. It's when you listen to it while doing more push-ups than a bunch of middle schoolers. Smoke those kids, no problem. <laughs> I did the Prowler challenge. That's when yeah. you uh, yeah, listen baby. to it in the bushes outside of Jenny's house. Oh. And uh, mm. Prowler wasn't there, but based on the droppings that I found, uh, I, I must have just missed them because they, those I were live, very fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I listened to that one three times in the bushes until Jenny found me. She wasn't really happy I was there, but she was still kind of cool about it. She understood it. She was bringing uh, scraps out to Prowlar to feed them and just saw me there. That's, but, I, that's my assistance. Uh, well, I, I lucked out, though, because she sent me home with the scraps. So my my wife was happy that I had dinner covered that day. So that was very I'm good. I'm trying to put food in my um, family. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I listened to this one so many times that I think in the context of this album, I liked this song. I like the kind of start-stop thing that they do it, with the riff. I like how the riff is like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Then it goes to like a cool triplet, like, dun-dun-dun. Uh, I hope you like my verbalization of these guitar riffs, Love by it. the way. I get Love it. it. Um, yeah, so ultimately here, Wayne's got confidence, okay? 
um, to write a song about lubricant because I didn't hear, you know, Charlie seen with his weenie hanging out. He wasn't, I don't think he was using lube here, but someone like Wayne Static, he, uh, he was the old man of new metal. So Wayne Static was born in 1965. So he was five years older than like John Davis and, and Fred Durst, like seven or eight years older than Chino, 10 years older than the boys of Lincoln Park. So uh, wow. Wayne was a little more mature, and I think he was more confident that he could write a song about lubricants in this way that uh, younger people might not be doing. They might not uh, claim that they use that or whatever. Oh, you know, those younger people, they're like, I don't need no fucking lube. No. I don't need no lube. What are you talking about? <laughs> when I raw dog. No. I'm raw dog. Everybody's no uncomfortable. We don't lube anything. <laughs> I love chafee. Chafee, I love it. Wayne, at this point, he's in his 40s. He's like, look. It is what it is. He's going to write a song about it, about his experiences. So I appreciate that. I found a cool comment over on YouTube. I know this is low-hanging fruit, mm. but somebody's... Uh, uh, I can't even read this name, but they said, uh, I fuck Lil Biz to this. It's awesome. And then he made another comment. You can't truly comprehend what he means until you do that at least once in your life. I'm just saying. I mean, you can't truly comprehend it until you do it. Until you do it. You got to do it at least once. Um, Get those biz. Yeah. <laughs> do it to the biz. Biz up front, biz in back. That's right. Songmeetings.com. There was a comment from Lassie10553 who put this one under song meaning and said, obviously, lubricant for the penile. Okay. And then Hackersticks said, my interpretation. Well, after many, after so many years of gravity-defined hair, I think it is official Wayne Static finally wrote a love song about his shampoo. Oh. And then Jesse one one six six five said a song referencing the wonders of sex. I M O. Those are actually comments on the song's meaning. Song's <laughs> meaning, right? And there were and there were many of them, so no one could roll in and say no. Comments. I thought this was song. Meanings. All those, all those guys rolled into the comments for hype pure, ready to fucking go, and they were just like, "This is what I want. Not today. This is what I want. Song meanings, interpretations." They shut the laptop. They turned to their wife and they said, "We're going out to eat tonight." (laughs) I'm feeling so tonight. Tonight is a blooming onion night. That's right, girl. That's right, girl. Put on your put on your good shoes. We going out. Put on your good shoes. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean. Look, yeah. this comment is worth cramped feet. Do it. <laughs> Do it up. You know what? And I think, like you said, no one has ever done a song about lube on this show before. We have not covered that. Certainly, They're Fred, too young. They're, yeah, they're too young. They don't. They they're don't too cocky. Know. That's right. In his defense, I'm sure Chino's like, lube? Never heard of it. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never needed it. If you know what I mean. He just has to whisper. He just got that's right. That's right. Chino's lubricant, his words. <laughs> so oh boy. uh oh boy. All right. Let's keep it going. Next up, we've got terrified.
they kind of ruined it. Matt, were you just there for the vibes on this one? I liked that vibe, and I would have loved to see them do something different. I could have done with a whisper on this. Mm. Give me that whisper. But like the production feels of 2009, like this feels more like, okay, everything up until this point, I feel like the 90s got. Mm -hmm. You know, this felt like, okay, this is much more modern in its two for 2009 but it felt more modern in its production and when we go back to that i feel like okay we're back in the we're not breaking new ground here even if that's not the intent but like i felt like the beginning of that song was okay this is different we're we're building to something and then i just get that and i'm not i am not satisfied matt is not satisfied ronnie how you feeling I like this one. I like that there's an actual kind of atmosphere to this one, similar to Terminal. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Like like Matt pointed out, it, it takes you out of it once they go into the verse, but they bring all the vibes back in the in the chorus there. I, I think overall the track works. Uh, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, Trance is the Motion from Wisconsin Death mm-hmm, Trip, I yeah. think. Um, and I found some really nice comments on YouTube about this one. Uh, ABC123 said, Pink Floyd's synth in Dogs uses the same melody as this synth at a part. And then uh, Trav Kip responds, Nobody gives a crap with with a bunch of exclamation marks. (laughs) And then ABC123 comes in with, F you, buddy. Wow. Uh, What a great internet exchange. I like like how clean they kept it. The one guy's like, no one gives a crap. And the other one's like, F (laughs) you. F you. If you want to know why society's collapsing, (laughs) that is why. These boys can't even swear properly. Um, Yeah, I wrote this one. um, I like the beep boop stuff up top. Took me back to Wisconsin. But yeah, when the drop happens, it feels half power. It feels too thin. Doesn't really have the bottom end I want. And I mean, ultimately, also this one, you know, considering how Wayne passed, you know, it's just the song is about drugs and sort of being caught in this haze of that. And and so that, I don't know, it feels like a little tragic now. Um, Songmeetings.com commenter Cass Payne said, I see this largely being about smoke and herb, LOL, but I can see the sex angle, too. So for old Cass Payne. He's like, man, could just be getting about getting high, but also, I guess you can get high on sex, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They're not mutually exclusive. They're not. And then uh, Wise Man 387, so this is the 387th Wise Man, said songs like this, I usually try to find a hidden meaning. Like maybe the song uses sex as a metaphor, which is the case a lot of the time. This one obviously is not the case. It's just about sex with his new significant other. For those who may not know, Wayne has a new wife or something. I can't remember. That's the research I live for. Her name is Tara Ray, and he uses her name in the title. Sort of like him having sex with her is like being terrified he's coming closer to her. There you have it. That's what you got to do. That's when you let your significant other know. Like, hey, honey, I'm going to write a... I'm going to write a song about this, about us doing it. And she'll be like, mm. and you'll be like, no, 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 don't say anything. I'm doing this now. <laughs> I'm doing this now. Do not worry. Well, he already wrote a song about his car. What else is he supposed to write? About? Right? You know what? Also, you know, you don't want to come home. You're like, 
So uh, how are those demos coming along? Oh, they're coming along pretty good. Songs about cars, songs about lube. Um, <laughs> there any it's going songs, great. It's going great. Is there any songs about maybe mm, me? I I wrote the lube song you wanted. The song's about lube. It's not about me. Thank you. I I I will say um I watched some old interviews from obviously before Wayne died, but during the time period after the band had broken up and he was doing the solo stuff. And in every single one of those interviews, he is with Tara. They are sitting together being interviewed and the true vi- and all the comments are like this is a couple in love like they were truly like into each other like in one of the interviews one of the the guys doing just the perfunctory intro and he's like sitting here with the man himself he is static x wayne static and like as he says that she looks at him like oh my gosh it's you like this is so exciting it is you you this are is, so- and, he, and then he's like feeding off of her energy like just always mm. and, like this thing all the vibes in all these interviews was like very much like a guy who's excited and he's excited he's there with his wife like this is also really let's be honest all these songs with her in it about her on this album wayne static was a wife guy he's a mm. straight up wife guy Yep. And if he had lived, we probably would have like eight more of these songs about his wife. Probably eight, ten. That would have been a whole thing. And actually, in the liner notes, there's only thank yous from Wayne and from Tony. And Wayne says, I dedicate the CD to my beautiful wife, the love of my life, and my inspiration, Tara Ray Static. I couldn't have made this record without you. And thank you, Tara, for lending your beautiful voice to Terrified and Grind to Halt. So... I mean, yeah, she gets like three lines right up top there. And then they also he also thanks their team of managers and agents who have worked tirelessly over the years to keep our career on track. Thanks a few more people. And then he says, and thank you, Dave Mustaine. It was an honor working with you. So this nice. is – there you go. This this was about – he's going he's gonna to write some songs about his wife. He's going to work with his hero. And he's also going to write about this beautiful Z28, baby. Vroom, vroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe maybe that's part of the thing is, is we're kind of getting into it and we, obviously we still got tracks to go but maybe this is what we're dealing with here is like even though this is like the cult of static for the fans this really feels more like this one this was one for me this is one for Wayne mm-hmm. you know well you yeah. saying that uh, not to get too far ahead of your timeline but it almost feels like this could have been his solo album and then his solo album could have been a Static X album mm. now that you mention it that's what I kind of think of because. Yeah, there's there's uh, songs here about her, but I don't off the top. I, I mean, she's on his solo album, but I don't know that there's songs as straightforwardly about her as there are on this record. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely have to do that one too on the show at some point. Um, all right, up next. All righty, Stingray. Ooh.
So this one, you guys, this is Wayne threading the needle. He's like, can I write a song about my wife and my car? (laughs) (laughs) Two worlds collide. Can it be done? And he fucking did it. He did it. He said, he, he came home that day and he was like, listen, I wrote a song about you and I wrote a song about the car. But I'm merging your last name. With the stingray. So it's stingray. And she's like, get your nice shoes on. We are going out to eat tonight. <laughs> Bloomin' onions. Bloomin' onions. onions. Uh, you know, I went to Texas Roadhouse last night. I just want to get off track. I went to Texas Roadhouse, Texas Roadhouse last night. Not a place to normally go. But Amy was like, this is where we're going. And I was like, okay. Get and your nice shoes on. Get your nice shoes get, on. Get, get ready. Get those nice shoes ready. Get, and get them ready to crush some peanuts. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> We got there, and I got to tell you, they got this food out to us so fast. So fast. It was like, I felt like there were more people there working than there were people eating, yet the place was full. Like, they had, like, there's so many people just running us food. And I got to tell you, there were a couple appetizer things that we got. Presentation level, I'm going to say it like a C level. Like, they just plopped this plate, and I was like, boy, boy. But taste level? A plus, <laughs> like they were. Like, I had the feeling that they were like, "Yeah, this plate a little tough, but once you put it in your mouth, you're, you're not even thinking about this plate anymore because you're gonna just consume it." I feel and, like that's like most Static X album covers. Is mm, that the the cover isn't that great, but the music inside is usually pretty good. Mm, interesting. Wait, are you saying the are you saying the Shadow Zone cover is not? <laughs> Yeah, I remember my first time opening Photoshop and creating a little vector thing. Ah, oh, yeah. ah, there you go. With this, though, yeah, he definitely, uh, yeah, he somehow he did it. He, he he did a song about his wife and about his car, same time. It's got that guitar stomp, giving that evil disco about it. As a single, This because uh, this was the first single, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This makes sense. Give you a little bit of that stomp, a little bit of the crunch. Yeah, I, I was I was fine with this one. I was fine with this one, Ronnie. I like I liked oh, it as oh, well, Matt. Yeah. I don't have anything other than I oh, liked it. They liked it. Okay, all right. Okay, Ronnie. Yeah, I mean this one's like I'm surprised that this is the first single from the record. I've seen some people say like, "Why is this the first single? It's the worst song on the record." Whoa. Um, for me, I think it's all right. There's there's kind of that cool dissonance in the chorus, that little chord they hit. Um. But it's just, you know, just another straightforward rocker. There's not that much, like, electronic focus, which, again, is fine for Static X. But, again, when the production is this kind of uh, lacking in a way, it just comes off feeling empty and not as not as impactful to me. Now, keep in mind, according to SeaOfTranquility.org, a song like Stingray is guaranteed that there will be plenty of bruised and battered bodies emerging from the mosh pit. I mean, to be fair, I, I I think these songs would be a lot better live just because in that setting, I think that these would translate better. And again, it's, for me, a lot of it is the production just lacking so much. So in a live setting, maybe that's the case. I'm, I'm not really moshing out listening to it at home, though. I mean, uh, Matt didn't activate the pit, so that's I think true. the jury's that's out. That's true. That is true, Matt. Over on setlist.fm, I did pull up this album to see what if any of these songs were played live and um, only four songs from this album were played live stingray z28 lunatic and terrified Um, terrified was only played live 13 times stingray was played live 85 times and it appears the last time it was played was in 
it looks like it was last played in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has not. Is, it doesn't look like any of the songs from this album are part of the um, current, current. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because that, and when, that tracks. Yeah. When we saw them, because uh, I, I saw them when when you and Jenny went in 2019. I went like a month later or something, and they went into that kind of medley of other songs off other albums besides Wisconsin Death Trip. And yeah, they didn't play anything from this record. They just stopped at Cannibal and then went back to wisconsin death trip or whatever i mean honestly makes sense to me yeah i i I wasn't upset about it but Mm -hmm. it isn't it is an interesting decision on their part i guess because tony did write some of those songs so you think he might would have wanted to pick one but i mean you know maybe there's maybe there's just like an i mean the conversation of set lists as as many bands say is is more fraught than we'll ever know so (laughs) you know I mean, I guess I guess that's just what happens sometimes. They don't they don't pick it. Songmeanings.com. Jerry PRHS said, "This is a great song. Gets my blood pumping." It is actually written about his wife's Corvette, hence the name Stingray. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, the music video for this, Ronnie. Did you watch this music video? Yes, sir. I did. Okay, so we got a band performing, band performing in a destroyed house, covered in graffiti that includes the lyrics to this song, and. Mm. I realized when going back and watching some of the other videos after I watched this one, Static X performing in a dilapidated house or room covered in graffiti that are the lyrics to the song that they're performing. This is something they did a lot. A lot. <laughs> this was, yeah. It when all else fails, they'd be like, do we know I'm any? Well, we're getting to get a house, right? Do we got a house, just like a beat up house? I wonder if they saw the video for Duality and they were like, yes. why not us? Why Again. not us? Uh, but um, yeah, with this one, uh, yeah, band performing, intercut with Tara Ray coming into the house at a different time. She's not there when they're there. They're performing during the day. She's there at night and she's destroying the house and things in it with a bat, a sledgehammer, and an axe. And then there's an interlude in the middle of the song where it cuts to Wayne and Tara driving around in their stingray, and they are in love. It Mm -hmm. is straight up just them in the car, kissing, holding each other, laughing, smiling. The happiest Wayne Static you'll ever see in a music video. Um, And then then just back to them destroying stuff in the house and them rocking in the house again. It's just like in the middle he was like – you know, I love my wife and I love my car. Let's just work it into the middle. It's like, what does it have to do thematically? I love my wife. I love my <laughs> car. Put it in the middle. And they were like, all right. The man wants it. He gets it. So um, not bad. Not not a bad video. Like I was like, okay. I mean, firmly entrenched my whole wife guy theory, though. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. You know, I mean, like, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure Rob Zombie watched that and he was like, mm, not a bad idea. Okay. I mean, I've just <laughs> been get over here. I've just been putting her in every movie I make. But I mean, you know, I don't know. So, um, which I saw some people complaining about that, like guys about Wayne. No, not just in general about people that put their wives mm-hmm. or significant others in their movies and their songs and their videos. Those are people without wives or significant others. Okay, <laughs> all right, right. That's right. especially in the entertainment world. Yeah, you put them in. You mm-hmm. put them in. Okay, you think. You think I'm going to tell David Mamet, don't put your wife in your movies, even though her her, her line delivery is a flat affectation? No! It's a feature, not a bug, okay? <laughs> All right? 
It's what I came to see. It's what I came to see. <laughs> Rebecca, Rebecca Pigeon just delivering those lines, getting them across the screen, getting them to me. It's what it's about, <laughs> all right? That's for all my mammoth heads. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Mammoth heads in the house. Mammoth heads in the house. Watch Spartan tonight. You won't be mad about it. <laughs> um, okay. I think we got we got a few more songs to go. Yeah, we got a lot. I'm okay. quite surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> oh, I mean, this, this is what we do, but it's goodness me. We make a meal <laughs> out of a morsel. <laughs> we do. All right. Up next is UMI. I like the different boops. I appreciated it. The guitars are stabbing a little different here. Wayne's uh, singing is uh, going for a slightly different cadence that we've had. The lyrics here, train of thought is what you see, beautiful screamer. Take a beating, take it all. You take it deeper. Give me everything with your intensity. A demolition champion. It's all conditioned. You scream for me. Fill me up with everything. Get me high when I'm low. You am I. I am you. Man, this guy loves his wife. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I love my wife. I love my wife. <laughs> I love my wife. I love my wife. Wayne Static loves his wife. Yeah. So this one, I appreciated the change of pace here. I love the beeps and boops. Uh, Ronnie, love those. Ronnie, obviously people can't see at home, but you are sitting next to a keyboard and you pantomiming over the keyboard on those beeps and boops. That's the first for the show. Appreciated that. <laughs> love that. How'd you feel about UMI? Boys, I didn't graduate college, but I don't think the syntax on this one is correct now umi i don't know if that's correct but i'll let it slide here oh. there's only so many ways that wayne can express his love for his wife <laughs> um yeah another another Tara so- song i actually kind of felt this one because i just got married last june and my my wife and i've been together for 10 years now so it's not like that was like a huge i mean it was a huge moment but it, it didn't really change the day to day you know what I'm, you know what i mean i get that but but when filing taxes now as a as a joint couple I'm like, UMI, I am you. Our, our, our finances are one now. It was a real, uh, I, I understood what Wayne was saying in that moment because he was also a newlywed. Yeah, this one's fine. I mean, and I think that kind of goes for a lot of this record is I don't think anything on here is bad, but it's not like that great either. And this is one of those instances. It's just, okay. It's I fine. could have done without it, but I don't mind it really. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Matt? I, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, that Ronnie just gave. I I like the boops and beeps. Gotta love that. Love a good meadly. We were very excited, but I just kind of feel like this is a food on your family situation, and I'm not hearing the kind of the grit, kind of the the umph 
Like, they're just doing this. This is just happening. <laughs> Throw in a hot guitar solo by, like, one of the Bullet Boys. Let's do it. <laughs> um, There is one comment on SawMeanies.com that I cannot ignore. And it's from a guy who I feel like we should have seen a lot sooner on here. And his name is Wood Barber. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, there he is. His name is Word Barber. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, Word okay. barber. Way different. Way different. And he listed this under my interpretation. And he said, okay, I've imagined three different situations that seem to work in my mind so far. Here, they're, Here's them all boiled into one. He's obviously doing something intense, which could be deep down the rabbit hole of sex. I can't tell which, but it's definitely one of the more powerful experiences a human can have. And what's stronger than procreation? Whatever he's doing, his core nature is getting him to use all of his energy to make this experience get deeper, no matter how violent or loud or intense it gets. The word champion makes me think he's denying the fear keeping him back, even if he has to blow things up to make it happen. At the height of his high, he is brought to climax. The lines, I am bleeding for you, drink it up, take me in, we are one, seem to represent the physical act of, quote, coming to the reader i can only hope that you felt and experienced this powerful it's worth it so (laughs) (laughs) matt matt it's matt this is what matt this is what happens when you get the snips of the word barber okay um so i'm thinking the whole thing (laughs) is time out (laughs) you're just gonna say snips of the word barber the snips of the word yes let me just ingest that and enjoy it for a moment (laughs) those are the snips of your word barber whoa whoa so let me get this straight word barber Uh, if you if you've never done it like this you've been on the fence if you've been on the hardcore junior high talk like if you if you haven't done it, if you haven't done it yet, if you fucking you, if you been, gotta know, if you you, ha- sh- sh- you gotta do this. What you, do you mean? What? What are you talking about? You gotta get with a woman and experience this. You thing. you gotta listen. If you're on the fence, <laughs> right? <laughs> what are we talking? Sex is enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the whole motif. That's Guys, kind of a big selling point as far as I'm concerned. I got a girl, and, and she's willing, but is it worth it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I need some feedback here. Do you guys have a comment you can link me to or something? <clears throat> I got one man. His look, name is... Look, man, Ronnie, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to send you this link. <laughs> To a comment on a Static X song. And I think it's going to tell you everything you need to know. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, okay, so he goes on. Wow. He says, so I'm thinking the whole thing is him getting down with some beautiful being who is definitely worth some pain and suffering. Hell, you'd like her to hurt you as long as that worship and submission leads to a dominance in the form of risking pregnancy. Okay. This feels about in line with drug-induced or, quote, out-of-body experience highs. Lines like, train of thought is what you see, and beautiful screamer, which sounds like Wayne, makes me think the latter. I'd offer, quote, tap my veins in sacrifice for the blame I laid on drugs for this really sweet lay. That's the main point. Great sex. Word barber. Man, you grossed me out at the end. (laughs) (laughs) 
you crossed a line that I didn't know I had where it's just like almost too much. Like, look, I enjoy making ribald comments. And <laughs> anyone who's listened to this show for any amount of time would know. Yeah, but sometimes when you're very serious about coitus, mm-hmm. it turns into this other thing that I'm like, no, no, I'm not interested. No. Don't want to yuck your yum, but I've got to go. I mean, you know what, Matt? It's this like is... hearing your dad be like, oh, once you supple the ambrosia. Like, what? Uh, I'm like, you, you got to get the fuck out of here, Dad. I don't want to hear any of that shit hey, from you. Hey, Dad. Hey. Not now. Not now. Not, not now, ever. not ever. Mm-mm. Get that out it of here. It sounds like uh, Word Barber was just practicing for his fan fiction he was going to write later that night. He was just doing some warm-up writing. Yep. He's and like, then Harry Potter entered the room. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the worst fan fiction. Ah, uh, boy. Uh, all right. So I, I think we all learned Luke a lot with Skywalker, that. Skywalker, <laughs> my old friend. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um. All right. I mean, honestly, we covered a lot here. We're talking because we, we're talking about both, you know, the joining of a union on 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 a, on a very physical level, but then also, as you pointed out, Ronnie, once you become a married couple, then yeah, finances merge. Yep. And then you're going to be sitting there going, "Can you explain this charge to Trans World?" <laughs> and you're like, "I can. I can. It's a large conglomerate that's. I have the receipts. I have the receipts. Um." All right. Up next, um, Isolator. Roddy, you activate the pit? I'm activating. Okay, okay. That one got me ha- me amped up. We were all excited about that we're one. We're all into that one. They gotta bump this one up. This should have bumped this one up. This shouldn't <laughs> be all the way. Bump it. Bump it. <laughs> Yeah, isolator. Yeah, bump it up, man. Bump um, up the jam. Yeah, it has this gall- galloping stomp that I like. Stays pretty even keel for the hope it doesn't like really, really take off. But for what we got in this album, this was definitely a highlight. I was like, yeah, yeah, to do that stomp, get that going. Felt nice. Felt good, Ronnie. Yeah, there's some energy to this one. A lot of this record is kind of like mid-tempo rockers in a way, and this one actually uh, just kicked it up a little bit. Like you guys said, there's. Uh, a lot of different parts to this song. It's like one of the shortest ones on the record, but it's one of the most diverse. Uh, there's a really interesting syncopation once the the verses come in between Wayne's vocals and kind of the guitar. There's this little clap noise that they play that I imagine is when you're in the pit, you're kind of smacking some guy on the cheek, the little little right there. Mm-hmm. Like that. Um, I, yeah, I think this one actually accomplishes what the record is trying to do, which is having these kind of strip this stripped down sound, but this one actually feels a little bit more full and a little bit more exciting to listen to than just a chug, you know, with like no electronics behind it for yeah. five minutes or whatever. 
Yeah, this, this, this is probably my favorite one off the record. Uh, yeah, this one lyrically seems to be about... Uh, really seems about another one, kind of a grim one in retrospect, uh, about like getting high, taking drugs, taking yourself to the limit that you could die um, because you're so isolated. Um, got these lines, die old, breathing cold, cries heating, broken lies, gets all under, murder click, murder click, murder click, let's go. So... I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot in here that just sounds like, yeah, like taking substances to feel some certain kind of way, either to heal yourself or to take yourself out of the situation. It's suitable for the genre, for sure. Matt? Yeah, I, I definitely thought this is the best song in the album so far. Um, if, I, if you wouldn't have told me what this was about, I start going, I so lay to... Ray? <laughs> Hold on. Word barber? <laughs> I'm just saying. You haven't laid with a woman or a man, if you are a woman, and had an orgasm. This is an experience that you must have. It's like, is it, is it worth it, though? <laughs> I swear on everything that's in me, this is completely worth it. This is one of those few things in life where it, it's worth it, especially the first time you do it. First time, best time. Everybody will tell you. You know what I like about your your rendition of Word Barber, Matt, is that it's clear that he lives in the walls of my house. <laughs> hey, and also, Lauren, please keep down. Keep it down. <laughs> Keep it down. I'm I trying to see. whisper through the wall. I'm trying to whisper trying through the wall. I'm trying to write. Uh, my That's God. Right, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, um, there, Matt, now, turning rack around, though, we got a comment for you on song meanings that you're going to love. Turn the rack around. All it's, right, let's it's, do it. It's from Godsmack08. Oh, please. And they said, I'm surprised. I'm not the one who's so far away. <laughs> they, they said, I'm surprised no one has commented on this. <laughs> yeah, the song fucking rocks. I think it's about a man who lost himself due to drugs. Godsmack 08, you're right on both counts. Yep. I, mean, I feel like these songs, you don't need songmeanings.com. I think they're pretty obvious what they're all about. Hence, there's really no comments for this one. Yeah. You say that, Ronnie, Word Barber is going to come out of your walls and go, <laughs> you like, think my comment's not necessary? I so lay to Ray being a woman. And if you've not laid with them, <laughs> If you haven't, if you haven't, I'm just saying, I'm just saying if you, if you got to check, the, the risk of pregnancy is worth, worth it. Look, it's a risk. We but all, it's worth it. but I mean, walking you, on the streets a risk. Could you could you imagine some guy like in, like you're in like college, high school, you're at like a party, and like this guy's like, the risk of pregnancy is worth it. I'd be like, get this guy the fuck away from me. <laughs> Who invited? Get, Who invited? Word call, barber. Call campus security. <laughs> Word barber's back. He does not go here. He does not go here. <laughs> See you he later, followed me. Fools. He he tracked my my IP from my comment on song meetings and found me here. Get him I'm out here of here. to tell you about the wonders of uh, intimacy. It's worth it. It's worth it. They drag him out. It's worth it. You'll never take me alive, coppers, and strip and strip the enjoyment of coitus. 
Uh, all right. Up next, we up got next. Nocturnally. Oh. I throw ropes when I sleep. <laughs> oh, I, I can only hope that this is what this song's about. <laughs> All of us, I think it's fair to say, we do a lot of stuff during the day. Absolutely. I say we work during the day, go to the store during the day, mm-hmm. you know, might go to the park with our, you know, with our kids, um, you know. Some could say that man lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. Right. But well, there is, unseen by most, mm-hmm. an underworld. Mm-hmm. A not as brightly lit. I guess you could call it a dark side. You could call it that, Matt. What this song posits is that you that that Wayne Static, he does things at night. A little different. Okay? Rest of us, up during the day. At night, we're asleep. You know? We've we we turn off the lights, we go to bed. Wayne Static, he's like, no, I'm up. I'm up mm. and I'm up to something. What that could be, songmeanies.com, the only commenter was from Dorv, uh, Dorv K, who said, the excitement from death coming? I don't I don't see that, my friend. Um, what I get is that he's out there, I mean, end burning lips, I'm going to say it, doing it, getting high, something like that, maybe, putting it out there. Putting, putting it, it out, out there. there. Putting it out there. But he's doing it at night, nocturnally. Yeah. There it is. Um, how we feel about this one? Ronnie? See, boys, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. <gasps> My wife and I, we're both night shifters. Ooh, so I am up at this nighttime when you are asleep, and I'm making sure that Word Barber does not get in your house, <laughs> making sure everyone else can just take it easy. Now, as a night shifter, you think I would have more of an appreciation for this song. This is your life. You would think so, but actually, I think this is probably one of the weakest ones on the album. Get it out of here. Whoa! Uh, Whoa! The, the shears you, of the cut. I'm, I'm barbering it right out of this album because oh let me tell God. you, the riff on this one is basically the exact same as Terrified. It is 
almost the same exact riff wow. in this song Whoa. from Terrified. And when I heard it, I was like, "You got." I'm like, this album already sounds pretty samey as it is. You're really going to recycle a riff already in the same record? Uh, get it out of here. I think, uh, you know, as a, as a night shifter, I, uh, my vote goes, goes towards this is not our anthem. I don't want nothing to do with it. Wow. wow. Night shifter says this does not, you do not represent me. You do yeah, not represent yeah. me. Wow. Is it it, hey, Lauren, did you read the episode of Punisher where Punisher takes on the night shifter? Punisher versus the night shifter? I mean, he scopes it out. Yep. He gets gets everything lined up, gets his arsenal together, does a little bit self-narration, and yeah, and then he murders him. And, the and, and then strangely, when he's set up, mm -hmm. he feels a gun to his own head. Mm -hmm. The night shifter is there. Yeah. Now, now the key trick here, and... Um, the Punisher is not a real person. I'm aware of that. Do not write me. Um, but the what? reason that they never get the drop on him is that when they do get the drop on him, the guy's always like, I can't believe it's the Punisher. His fandom, his fame saves him every time. <laughs> if they just found a guy snooping around their drug den or their gang hangout or their criminal enterprise, and it was just a dude armed that they didn't know, they just shoot him in the head. And they go, I found a dude. And they'd be like, oh, well, thanks. Good job, henchman. Good job, Steve. But Ex Excellent work, henchman. Excellent work. Back to the grind, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm but, selling these narcotics. That's right. <laughs> but they see it's the Punisher, and they're like, oh, shit. I got to show my boss. I got to show my buddies. I've got to capture him. I've got to do this. And it's like, stop being blinded by the fame. This is the thing, though. This is and this is the problem with this generation. Everybody wants to be famous. And because you want to be famous, you think, oh, the Punisher, he's gonna make you famous. No, he's gonna make you dead because you're gonna put your guard down in your excitement and he's gonna murk you. He's gonna take you out. There's literally hundreds of issues where this exact thing happened. <laughs> you think these guys would read one of them. You'd think, but they don't no. No. Too busy. Too busy with other stuff. Um, so I'm assuming then, since this would not be the night shift anthem, that the night shift anthem remains Working on Night Shift. Yes. Bob Seger. Bob yeah. Seger. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I think that's still the one that's in. We, we have a yearly meeting where we vote on this. Mm. Uh, it's still, it's still, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. The artists, musicians who listen to the show, there's still an opening. You can still <laughs> challenge. You could see if you could challenge old Bob. All right. Static oh, X. They weren't up to it. Can I hit you with my uh, Lauren? I think you'll like this because mm -hmm. you shop at Rock of Ages. I'll hit you with my conspiracy theory here. Okay, I've got dozens of them. <coughs> okay, uh, <clears throat> I think you guys will appreciate this one. Yeah. Now, I don't have any evidence for this, as most conspiracy theories go. Although you can probably find evidence as you so please that support this claim. Uh, in fact, I've seen Wayne say things that contradicted this, but it's still my conspiracy theory that I'm sticking to, and, and more so building my identity around. And that is that in 2007, Mr. Wayne Static announced that he started to work on a solo album, which later came out in 2011 as Pig Hammer. I was in a band before where things weren't going too hot. The guy in the band didn't like my girlfriend. Same, similar situation. I start working on some music and I come up with a certified banger, a classic. You think I'm going to turn around and share that song with the friend who's being an asshole to me and my girlfriend? No. I'm keeping that song for myself. And my conspiracy theory is that Wayne, seeing as he put a lot of this together himself, so he says, he probably came up with some better songs, some catchier songs. I think I'll hold this for the solo record. 
Well, I mean, there might also be something to this to the fact that Project Regeneration Part 1 is better than this album and better than, I don't know, I think it's probably better, it's better than Shadow Zone, it's better than, yeah. I think it might be better than Cannibal too. Um, mm. And that's all unused Wayne stuff. Maybe he was, he was just sitting on all the stuff like, I don't want to share it with these guys. And then after he died, they were like, look at all this good stuff he had. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> he wasn't sharing. He gave us Nocturnally instead. Ah! <laughs> oh boy, we hate Ugh. that song. This guy. <laughs> all right. Dead Mass Tribute. Here we go. Um, <laughs> Get the mask on. Um, all right. Do we have anything else for Nocturnally? No. Okay. So. All righty. Next. I will say, though, oh, yeah. for, this, for this record, uh, of course, famously during Shadow Zone, uh, you know, Matt cut off one of the songs early because the vocals came in and it sucked. To this album's credit, there's nothing like that on this record. We're not we're not bailing out jumping ship at any point. It's just okay. So, I mean, that's not really a compliment, but to its credit, I don't, you know, these songs aren't the worst Static X songs, I think. True. All right. There oh, we go. Oh, I got a quick cue. Quick yeah. cue. Yes. How respectful of our time is this album? Matt. This yep. album, in its original form, not deluxe scene, not extra tracking, is 42 minutes and 11 seconds. That is very respectful of our time. Very respectful. If you do get the iTunes bonus track, it's a new song called WFO. If you do the special editions, you get a cover of White Snake's Still of the Night, a cover of Motley Crue's Looks the Kill, and a cover of Poison's Talk Dirty to Me. None of these songs are songs I like in their original forms, and I can tell you that Static X do not make them any better. <laughs> so we're not we're not going to cover them. Lauren, did yeah. you listen to WFO? I did. It was I, fine. I, I, it was fine. I thought it was better than Nocturnally. I'm like, they should have put that one on instead. Yeah, yeah. I, I give it that. Um, I give it that. Um, all right. We got two left. Up next, Skinned. Uh, I have a slight knuckle abrasion. 
slight knuckle abrasion, but that's mostly from me punching at word barber in my walls saying, keep it down in there. I know sex is good. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know it's worth it. I know it's worth it. I got, a, it's worth I got it. a kid. I know. <laughs> I, I I got a hangnail listening to that one, but that's about it. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. I mean, with this one, it was funny because I feel like lyrically, it sounds like it's about like an eating disorder or something like that. But it has a car crash sound effect up top because they were just like, "This be cool." This be, this <laughs> no, be cool. no, 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 Lauren. They're they're uh, pulling into McDonald's to get those nugs. Oh, oh. It, it, it's it's like one minute before closing time, and they're whipping whipping around. There. Listen, you get in there late enough. Before closing time, you might get some extra nugs because those because listen you you don't keep them, and sometimes some places are cool and they'll let you they'll let you take them home if you work there. But other places they'll be like, yeah, just uh, just throw them in the trash, you know. Um, so yeah, if you get there late and they got some extra nugs, your ten piece oh. might become a twelve piece, you know. What your ten dream. piece, your ten. This is a true story that happened to me once. I'm not making this up. Do not write me and say I made this up. This is a true thing that happened to me. Went in late, ordered a 10-piece. They gave me a 10-piece with an extra 4-piece. That's 14 nuggets, y'all. Four extra what? free nuggets. Happened to me. Happened to me. I don't talk about it a lot because I don't so want to make people. when I go to the schoolyard, I'm going to be like, like, I have a friend who ordered <laughs> yeah. 10 nuggets. Mm-hmm. I got 14, nuggets. Got 14 okay. nuggets. Matt, do we believe Lauren with this? You got four free nuggets. <laughs> do we believe him with this? I mean, Matt, you have a responsibility. This is your podcast, too. You can't let this kind of thing go unchecked. Oh, 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 boy. Look, I know Lauren. Of all the things for Lauren to lie about, this is not one of them. He knows okay, okay. nuggets are sacred here. Sacred. If so you what you're got saying caught, is, if you got caught lying in this, Lauren, it, mm-hmm. it would be the worst look for you. It'd be a terrible look. But I would never make up a time in which I was gifted this. Listen, I have had some incredible experiences in the drive-through line that just. Of, of the mercy of the person working there. One time, this is a true story. I was working at Target, sick as a dog, had to go in. Didn't have any time off, couldn't use it, had to go in, had to work. There was nothing, I, and I was leaving work, le- leaving for work late. I did not get to eat breakfast, but I knew I needed to eat something or I was going to die on this shift. I pull into the McDonald's drive through I order. I pull up hand them my credit card she goes credit card machine's broken all we can take is cash i got no cash and i am sick as a dog you're dying and i said i got nothing i got all i got is this and it's it it was easily like six o'clock in the morning super early so there's nobody else there is nobody behind me and she looks at me and she goes fine and just hands it to me just hand it to me gave me that gave me it for free and i was like whoa Okay, this feels like a good omen for that I'm gonna get through it. And as you all know, I no longer work at Target, and I'm not sick. So there you go. <laughs> now you this I don't believe. <laughs> okay, so 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 the takeaway here is, Lauren, you're saying that it is worth it to go to McDonald's late to get those nugs. It is in fact worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Now that now the trick though is that since that time. Most McDonald's are 24 hours, which is crazy. Ooh. 
so that kind of takes it out that option anymore. I think they found out about your little workaround here. They so must. They, they uh, must have heard the twenty-four hour daddy's secret. They did. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute. This guy ordered a ten-piece and got fourteen. Mm, We're going twenty-four, 24 hours. hours. <laughs> twenty-four hours. Everybody's working. Not on oh, our watch. The cost of four <laughs> nuggets will kill us. I will tell you. I once wheeled into rallies because uh, I was on the go and. I ordered two rally burgers because I thought they were 99 cents and there was a price change and I only had enough for one. And I go, this is all the money I got. And they had already handed me the food bag and I just drove. Away. <laughs> so the opposite of Lauren's story. I was saying, yeah, yeah. And your story, Matt, Matt, I straight up stole her. I was going to say, you just drove, you just stole the bag. You were just like, well, well, they, they she looked you- at me. I looked at her and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just fade it out. Bye bye. I, I mean, in in your defense, Matt, they rookie moved it. They handed you the food before you'd given them the money. Yeah. They oh my taken gosh. One of those rally burgers out. No that's, problem. Yeah. That that's that's surprising. That's but that. I will say that rally burgers is no longer there, and I believe I am at fault. <laughs> Matt, that so was it, the burger that broke. Was their it back. worth it? Was it worth it? Was it worth it to, to, to basically eclipse that no, business? No, it's a rally burger. It, is, it was not worth it. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. Not like what you get. Huh? Oh, my God. Do you, know, <laughs> you know what's worth it? I swear to God, if you, if you are able to experience you're, if you're, I mean, I'm telling you, people can talk about that pregnancy risk. And, oh, my, oh my can, God. But, I mean. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's so worth it. Rope, 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 rope. Oh boy, <laughs> guys, believe it or we not, we did it. We're on the last song. Let's hear it. It's called "Grind to a Halt." <laughs> what we do after every song. We're gonna listen to the whole thing. You, you might, might, Matt. Actually, if you want to go to two thirty, which for a part that I said was the most interesting and moody part of the whole album, 
is the bridge in this song, and it of course segues into a slash level guitar solo. All right, let's hear it. guitar solo what is happening (sighs) matt he's taking it home he's taking you home on this song yeah this guitar solo i was just like okay i got that if it hadn't happened 10 (laughs) previous times i might have been more thrown by it but it'd been happening through the whole album so i was like of course he's gonna do this at the end but the other moody part i mean it made me just think about have you ever tried to have sex (laughs) That's it. What's that? If you haven't, it's worth the risk. I gotta check that out. The pregnancy risk. (laughs) Not not disease. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, he's he's like no, no, no. It's straight up pregnancy risk. With this one, you know what? I I enjoyed this song. I thought it was the most interesting song on the album. The opening chug reminded me of the chugging riff on Mailman by Soundgarden off of Super Unknown, one of the greatest albums of all time. So steal from the best, I always say. So this one honestly took me out on an up in a way. Like it's not an up song, but I was like, okay, all right. This album kind of, I guess, weirdly sort of backloaded. Maybe. I mean, if anything, just the sequencing is weird. Like, you could definitely bump some of these up. This makes sense as a closer, though. I say definitely put end on a strong a strong moment. So, strong close. Um, Ronnie? Uh, yeah, I really agree. Um, I actually liked the guitar solo in this one because it didn't feel like it was tacked on due to necessity. Like, oh, we did our verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Koichi, get in there and do a solo really quickly. Like, this one actually, like, it led up to a solo in a way which I thought was was cool and pretty impactful as opposed to just killing time. Love the ambience here. I, I wish the whole album was in this style because, I again, with, with these more electronic kind of songs, uh, it really fills the sound out more and it, it doesn't feel as empty as just like the guitar songs do. Uh, another one in the vein of Trance is the Motion from uh, Wisconsin Death Trip. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I wasn't crazy about the verses maybe in this one. I, I didn't hate them, but otherwise easily one of the best songs on the album. There you go, Matt. This is, I wanted more of this in this album. I, th- I think like this modernizes the sound, but still stays very true to them. Um, they need to like crib a little bit more in my in my book from Rammstein with the guitar solos. Like if you're going to go there, I think they, I think they blend a little too See, there got to be like a 90s guitar solo, which was kind of like really dumb and intentionally dumb, but like served the song. 
I don't feel like these guitar solos serve the song yet. Um, they are just guitar solos. Um, whereas like the Rammstein guitar solos tend to serve the song better. Uh, that, you know, just kind of being like parallel industrial metal-ish notes. But this this song I like, and it's a good closer. It's a good out. Uh, but like even though his voice on this one, this sounds like the one that they were like, let's put an extra five minutes on this one. Let's, you know, like <laughs> let, right. let, let's let's shine this one up a bit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we did not talk about almost the end of the episode here. We did not talk about the genre tags for this album, uh, which were industrial metal and groove metal. So this one did not actually even have a new metal tag on it. Um, so, uh, but that is, that is the album Cult of Static by Static X. And now we are to the part of the show where we talk about canon talk. Talk about the canon. Ronnie, you're our guest. We will start with you. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to thank you inviting me on this podcast because it gave me a reason to listen to this one so much, a record that I always kind of wrote off in the Static X discography. Again, I, I discovered most of their discography at once outside of like their more new metal kind of albums. And this one never clicked with me. Um, I really did grow to enjoy it more, but I still, you know, it's still my least favorite of theirs. It's not a bad record. I don't think that there like is anything egregiously horrible about it. It's just not very interesting for a band that typically is at least has at least like one or two actual kind of catchy songs that you want to re-listen to this one just kind of blends together um yeah i mean i would say this one does not go in the canon it's not even new metally at all i think the trajectory of static x is pretty cool that they you know they started with wisconsin death trip then they went down like the new metal kind of pop sound on like shadow zone then they pulled back from that to make something like this towards the end of their career. Um, also, you know, none of their contemporaries were, were really doing anything crazy at the time either. So it's not like Static X is just at fault here for putting out kind of a meh record in 2009. But yeah, no, I don't think this one should go in the canon, even though I am thankful to it for allowing me to come on this podcast. I, I discovered you guys because I was searching in my podcast player for anybody talking about Static X. So... I, that's how I found you was your Wisconsin Death Trip episode. So Amazing. it was so cool Amazing. You know, to hear Matt fall in love with that record. And then every you know year or so, you guys covering a new one. It was always like Christmas when I'd see it would pop up a new Static X record from you guys. But yeah, no, this one doesn't. But since I have the floor, I would like to put my vote towards the first corn record to the canon. Oh, mm, interesting. We'll have to check that out because um, they're They thing. do have that song. Have you heard the song? It, it's like it's like it starts off with like a yeah 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 it you know it you know it if you heard it um yeah we'll have to we'll have to consider that you know i'll have to familiarize myself again with um more of the uh you know because they have a they have a sound that's very specific to them you know maybe it's driven by one of the key instruments i believe it's the guitar oh okay and 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 the way that most guitars have six strings on them Mm-hmm. And I don't know if a lot of people know this. Um, yep. A lot of them. A D G B E. If you say so, I just know that these boys add a seventh string, and who knows what note that is? W. I don't even know. Nah, I think so. Yeah, a uh, new one. A new <laughs> one. <laughs> it's a new one. That's right. Yeah, and so they <laughs> add, They add. They add a seventh string, which creates the signature sound mm. of corn. It's, Interesting. It's, it's it's how they work. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, Matt, cold one static. Comment, one comment, Ronnie. <laughs> one comment in the negative of our show, and it is a bit for life. <laughs> uh, uh, We're Matt. not petty at all. <laughs> um, Matt, where do you stand on cold static? Yeah, uh, not my favorite Static X by a lot. I think there's moments that really shine. Um, I I really did enjoy that last one, uh, Grind to a Halt. I liked um, I liked Isolator, but I feel like the whole album the whole album does not go into the canon. I don't think I have an individual track, um, but it was just hearing it in thinking that it came out in 2009. I was like. That, that was the part that really kind of took me out of the album. If you would have told me 94, I'd have been like, man, they were on the pulse. They they were there. They were there in the mix. But like, oh, this is 2009? It's like, did they do anything else in there? And I feel like Grind to a Halt is that track that really is doing newer things. But I I, I, I just feel like it's 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 half-hearted like some sometimes they're in it sometimes they're not and it shows up it's like oh they can hear you smile over the phone it's like bullshit no they can't no i can i can hear when you're put in the work and i can hear when you're not we just uh, we know you well enough now so mm-hmm. th- so that was kind of a bummer but yeah um i i feel like yeah if you're if you're jones and for static x i don't think um cult of static is the first one that you're grabbing I think a way for me is it's like AI wasn't really a thing back when they made this, but it almost sounds like this album was just the result of them typing in, like, make a Static X album into something, and it's like, here it is, boys, we're done. Um, Yeah, you know, yeah, this one, I I was trying to figure out, initially on my first two listens, I was like, this is the worst one, easily, no doubt. Um, So I guess is is, uh, for Ronnie, would you consider Wisconsin death trip to be mcp pants and then <laughs> cult of static is little brittle or where i, I where yeah, would so, this be so on wisconsin aqua? death trip is easily mcp pants no doubt to me i thought little brittle was at least doing something different in that episode even if it's not as good i would actually call this one super sirloin <laughs> Which is trying to basically copy MCP pants in like a very similar way, but not quite being as funny. Mm. Um, I will say though that when I was doing my notes for this episode, listening the final time, and then I went back and listened to this the single from Shadow Zone, I was like, oh no no no, Shadow Zone is still the worst album. Like this one, so you've got you've got the wife guy stuff, you've got the car stuff, you've got grind to halt. There is, there is, it's, it's the, it's this sort of weird mix of like, we've got to make a Static X record, but also I do have things I do want to write about that are important to me. And, but it's still, there's all that internal friction. They said it was a toxic time in the band. That stuff comes through. Um, so it definitely is on the lower end. I do not have anything for the can. And I also agree. It's like, you know, there's some chug, there's some evil disco bounce, but it's not it's not anything I'd put in the canon. Um so also, you know, a lot of the production is kind of thin. So Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's which, which was a conscious decision too, which I don't quite understand. Mm, yeah. But listen, as we've found year after year, band after band, 
they will make a record that sounds as good as it can ever sound. And then they will make another one and they'll be like, you know what? Why don't we just make this one suck a little bit? Can we just... Yeah. Well, can there we... is that thing where it's just like... Like, he... Hearing how much older he was kind of makes me feel like he fell in love with that first British wave of metal. Which, like... And then, like, kind of when you get into the 80s metal, it is so thin and tinny and, like, mm-hmm. very trebly. The bass on it is, like, nearly non-existent. And I was like... And the guitar solos kind of lead me in that direction too, where it's just like, oh, I, I loved British. Me- let's make it a little thin. Let's you know, let's take a little bottom end out. Let's try something new mm. that way. And we're all like, no, <laughs> don't do it, don't do it, bro. <laughs> I hate the way those albums sound. Like the music's great, but like British steel is so thin. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> please, Bo- bass boost, Sony, take me away. <laughs> um so there you have it cult of static not in the new metal canon um but that's okay static x got a bunch in there so it's it's all right they're good they're good and that does bring us to the end of another episode of roach coach ronnie neely thank you so much for coming on the show for supporting the show over these years for talking static x with us uh where can people find you online to listen to your show People can find my podcast at dancingisforbidden.com, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AquatinePod. And then from there, you can find, it's in the description of both my personal uh, accounts where I might post a little bit more about music. There you go. There you have it. Um, you can say hello to us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or RoachCoach and all those. Send us an email, RoachCoachPodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Matt... Thank you. Lauren, thank you. Ronnie, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye.